A good evening. Uh, do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. We have taken control as to bring you this special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. A welcome to station. Exhaust spewing vehicles clog the freeway. Gingivitis has been eroding the gum line of this great nation long enough. Zardoz speaks to you, his chosen ones. The gun is good. Zarkast, Vermin Supreme Take Edition. <laughs> Take one. Oh, I thought we were into two. Already. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't even sleep. Like, uh, we just started rolling just in case. Yeah, yeah sure. No, didn't do a proper, uh, regular Got to do our proper intro. No, a Proper intro. Yes. I'm, I'm all about deconstruction. <laughs> Absolutely. The format and fucking around with it a little bit. You know. Mark. Cool. Uh, Mark who? Uh, we actually don't have a Mark here. Marco Rubio? Okay. You can call you, Austin Mark. Are you a fan? Uh, you know, he's got a nice smile. Yeah? He does. I've met him before. Here's pretty nice. Have uh, you encountered him? Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, he was in a campaign appearance uh, in 2016 up in New Hampshire, and I set up a dental checkpoint. Mm. Um, it was what was very entertaining for me was uh, the uh, between the various camps and the various factions and the various supporters. Oftentimes, uh, they will try and block you uh, with signs and stuff, or with their physical bodies to try and prevent these interactions and it's a little bit of a dance and uh, certainly been used to doing it over the years and in this one this uh, gentleman had this huge ass sign it was probably four by eight and it was and because it was inside he couldn't hold it up so it's sort of a, a chest high and we were uh, and I would do, 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 sort of walk make my way up the hallway and he would follow and, and so I I had him like doing my bidding I, I would do go this way and he would follow with sign. And that was entertaining. And then when Mr. Rubio came out, um, I had my six-foot toothbrush, and then ding, 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 dental checkpoint. But as I was doing that, uh, some asshole grabbed me from behind uh, and yanked me away. I don't know if it was an official operative or a supporter, uh, but it was uh, somebody, uh, and they get in, uh, and unfortunately they disappeared. They made a quick getaway. And when I turned around, I started yelling at the wrong guy. Oh. oh. Yes. That, that, that's, <laughs> and uh, and then a security guard chased me off the uh, off the area. Yeah. Uh, it's in Rod Weber's new film. This is Vermin Supreme. Shameless plug. Look for it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's up on YouTube. No. But it it might be. Maybe. Boom! Deconstruction. Dear God. <laughs> Fourth wall broken! Whoa. Fourth wall broken! <laughs> Fourth wall broken! <laughs> We've never done that before. Oh, jeez. We, we can see you! <laughs> I'm yelling for no good reason! Yes. Oh. Sorry, sound guy. <laughs> Glad so you don't have the earphones on. You can hear it. Oh, yeah, sorry. Blowing out my sorry about okay. that, You're brother. <laughs> So okay, we're live here on the Zarcast. I'm Vermin Supreme, and of course, uh, we have our guest today. Um, introduce yourself, why don't you? Uh, I am your illustrious host, uh, Matt Dixon. Matt Dixon, of course, all the way from where? Uh, we're from Montgomery, New York. Montgomery, New York. Yes. You're both from Montgomery, New York, originally. I'm from uh, from Middletown, Middletown, New York. This is big time TV salesman and appliance enthusiast Nick Turker reporting live. Dude, yeah, you yeah. got a bit. I do have a bit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah right on. Do it again. This is big time TV salesman and appliance enthusiast Nick Turk reporting live. Sweet. Yeah. And 
practice. We have a I special. Practice. We have a special guest today on the Zarcast. Um, the man, the myth, the legend. Well, we're his guests. We're his guests. He's... Well, we're everybody's guests. We're, everybody's we're each guests. other's guests. You're right. I'm right. You're, you're a guest in my home. Mm-hmm. I am welcoming you here, and uh, it's nice to have you. And thanks for coming all this way to uh, to sit in with me. Absolutely, it was our pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, t- so tell me about uh, uh, upstate New York, or it's, it's near Woodstock, yes? Yes, the, a little bit near Woodstock. Where we go to school is about mm-hmm. uh, 30 minutes old. I go to school there. He doesn't. No, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you audit? Uh, you know, I just don't believe in the school systems. Yeah. I was just like, Any I was like, kind of, I'm a big fan. I was, I'm following your footsteps in high school. I was a big fan. I was okay. like, uh, oh. I was pushing all my friends like, yo, you should check out Vermin Supreme. Mm-hmm. I would show the videos to everybody, so. Uh, think uh, I think he had a big part in that, but yeah, absolutely. Um, so that ruined school for you? Kind of. Uh, I mean, Supreme you, know, you could say it helped, but uh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, I guess I'm happy or sorry to hear that. I'm not sure. Hey, hey, it's no worries. We'll I work see. in film, so okay. it's like you barely okay. even need school for that. Yeah, so. true. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What were you like when you were our age? About. Oh, geez, how old are y'all? Uh, I'm 21, he's uh, 24. 24. 21, 24. 24. I was living yeah. in Baltimore. Okay. Mm-hmm. We uh, saw a little bit of Baltimore in the documentary mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yep, yep. That was a cheap rent uh, mm-hmm. at the time, and I, I guess I was a young, scruffy, fucking low-rent, uh, broke-ass hippie, mm-hmm. um, living in uh, various uh, weirdo households uh, with uh, groups of different uh, art weirdos. Okay. Um, Normal by... By those standards, I guess. Well, it, it, it was a time when uh, you know a lot of different people were uh, operating a lot of different uh, levels of weirdness. Uh, you know, there's different subcultures. Not like all these subcultures all you kids got these days. <laughs> there were no bronies. There were, I mean, there, there was nothing like that. I mean, there was no fucking... Gr- I mean, there was this real... It was so much more real back in the day, let me tell you. When I was a kid, when I was your age, um, there was like real music, real independent uh, alternative music in the streets and in the clubs. And uh, it, was, it was beautiful, man. And uh, Baltimore was pa- a paradise. It wasn't like the crime-infested hellhole that it is today. It was a different hellhole infested. Why am I screaming? I'm sorry. It's so <laughs> scream all you want. Yes, you're you're welcome to scream as much as you want. Scream all you want. It's it's only Austin that's the uh, that's yeah. Getting he's the... O- he's the only one suffering here. <laughs> that's totally fine. Our okay. wonderful our wonderful crew today. This is the first time we had an actual crew for uh, for the podcast. It's usually just the us in my bedroom. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first. Uh... Okay, <laughs> it's that kind of podcast. Hey. Eh? <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> Good times. I did set myself up for that one. You did. You really was, did. Yeah. Well, that's not wrong. <laughs> you really set yourself up. Whatever, man. Like, <laughs> all right. So, what? You grew up in this area, right up here? Yeah. This is Gloucester. This is my hometown, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. You bet. So what made you, like, were you, like, kind of a drifter when you were a kid? Did you kind of move up, you know, did you move around a lot or did you just kind of stay here? No, 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 no. What made you go to Baltimore? Um, It was uh, art school. You know, I I hate to admit it, but it was was a school thing. And uh, I applied to a bunch of different ones, and they were the only one that wanted to to, uh, cover uh, my expenses, as Mm -hmm. it were. And so, yeah, I went to the Maryland Institute of College of Art and, um, you know, Studied a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't study other stuff. 
um, you know, took my early morning uh, uh, art history uh, elective so that I could fall asleep in the mornings. Uh, and, you know, I, I wasn't a great student, I must say, but I learned a lot and uh, learned a lot more uh, by being in Baltimore in the environment with uh, all these very strange uh, art and music goings on. I mean, it definitely afforded me that uh, ability. And I think it was a unique uh, underground subculture uh, compared to some other cities. I mean, just in terms of absolute strangeness. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, it was the tail end of the punk rock days. And, uh, and I was uh, uh, one of the a very early uh, graffiti vandal back in the day, uh, Revolt, uh, Dr. Who, Dr. Revolt now, I get his doctorate in revolting apparently, uh, <laughs> out of New York, but uh, one of the original uh, New York subway graffiti artists had oh. uh, come down to our school, and um, and so I learned a little bit about that uh, thing, that uh, graffiti vandalism thing, and uh, so I was doing that. Um, also, uh, hanging out at a punk rock loft, uh, Jules's loft, uh, saw a lot of uh, early... Uh, punk rock bands, True Sounds of Liberty, and Fear, and Scream, and, uh, you know, like that. Um, nice, nice. So, so yeah. there's a lot of that. Um, and was living in a big 10-bedroom uh, uh, mansion with a bunch of other students, uh, cheap rent. Uh, it was, like, dirt cheap, really. And uh, we turned it into this crazy art installation. Uh, I'd go to and fro and haul all this stuff and decorate the place. And we had a fun house in the basement and installations and insane parties with too many kegs and too many bands and uh eventually we got kicked out and so we moved to a warehouse above a strip joint and uh, but it wasn't uh we couldn't do the same type of parties and so i started having a hobby where i'd walk around town and look up what uh, places that were available it's like for rent i would see something and say hmm that might work and i would call them up and give the people some sort of bullshit line about how I was like a set builder or a set designer and needed a place for a couple of weeks to build some sets for a theater production. And we cleaned the place up and uh, got it ready for a party. And then we had these huge parties, which uh, were a great thing. And they went on for a couple of years until a uh, fire marshal uh, tracked us down and sort of got in our way of our good time. Uh, fair enough bureaucrats and all mm -hmm. and um that led to me uh, having a stint of doing bookings and promotions at a, a nightclub uh which was the marble bar which was a really great punk rock bar for many years uh but the owner had passed and uh his widow had uh, kept it going for a little bit but it had closed at that point and as a result of uh, this roving party circuit uh, ended up there uh totally by accident uh, at one of our parties uh but the man who was managing it uh, just saw dollar signs when he saw all the people that I was bringing in and as a result uh, he offered me the opportunity to do the bookings and do the promotions and that was great because I knew all the bands and it was really at that point the only venue in town that was offering uh, alternative uh, original music yeah. uh, a place mm -hmm. to be and uh, so I also stacked it with uh, performance art and poetry nights and uh, Grateful Dead nights and um, you know, a, a reggae, just anything I could think of, fill the calendar, and uh, it became quite a, a scene. Um, and uh, back in those days also, um, like I say, it was tail end of the punk rock days, so uh, a lot of my friends had their punk rock names, as it were, and a lot of the uh, characters were taking on the names of characters that they were presenting, and uh, a lot of stagecraft was going on, but that was bleeding into the streets. And uh, that's where I became Vermin Supreme, uh, because all club owners, all booking agents, uh, Vermin. 
And I was going to be the Vermin Supreme, and, uh, you know, he's a little bit of a cigar-smoking, chomping, fucking wise-cracking type of character. Um, and I would work the door and um, start to learn how to do crowd craft and entertain. And um, didn't last too long, but just long enough to get me started. Vermin Supreme's Fabulous Galaxy Lounge. <laughs> and um, so that, that was cool. And uh, then I was looking for something to do after that. Always looking for a new project, uh, something to keep me going. And I decided to one night over a pitcher of beers at the Two Crazy Greeks uh, Tavern, I said I was going to run for mayor. I said, well, why don't I run for mayor? Because I figured I knew a lot of people and uh, yeah, absolutely. could have a lot of fun doing that. Um, but in the meantime, things are, took a turn for the worse. And I um, got a little burnt out on the town. And uh, various things were not going my way. And uh, I was realizing I had to get out. I had to get out of town pretty much. Okay. And uh, I wasn't sure how or where I was going. Uh, but one day, the Great Peace March for Global Nuclear Disarmament. It was a walk that went from L.A. to D.C. Uh, back in 1986. Uh, rolled through town. There was about 5,000 people at that point. Uh, they had the entire infrastructure to... Uh, make it go down. They had like kitchen trailers. They had porta potty trailers. They had water trailers. They had school buses that acted as uh, schools because they had uh, all these kids uh, to uh, K through 12. They had um, yeah. their own post office box. They had these giant tents larger than this house that they would set up for these town hall meetings. Uh, they ran on, on consensus. Um, and it was just a very inspirational thing for me to see at that point. And I said, fuck it. This is it. And uh, I went to the thrift store and picked up some clean clothes and a, a crappy sleeping bag, and I just started walking with them uh, to D.C. And uh, it was several days and uh, a lot of demonstrations. I think those were some of my first demonstrations. And up until that point, you know, I had political thoughts, but I had no real inclination of acting on them. And so this uh, gave me the opportunity to do that. And there was a spinoff group. Seeds of Peace, uh, these anarchists uh, yeah. that I met up with, and they had uh, uh, hooked up with Dana Beal, uh, the famous uh, yippie out of New York, uh, who he helped, helped finance uh, purchasing some of the equipment uh, that started the whole mess. And we started doing walks, peace marches. Uh, uh, we did a march from uh, Kings Bay, Georgia, uh, where they had deployed uh, nuclear weapons, where the naval base is, down to Cape Canaveral, where they were testing the Trident D-5. And uh, so I just started uh, meeting all these uh, political activists from across the country. So that was sort of the, the kernel of a, of a national uh, network. Uh, started attending national political demonstrations, which again allowed me to uh, do these political things. Um, and then I realized I had committed to running for mayor of Baltimore. So I went back to Baltimore after doing a month-long drug study to raise the money uh, to... Uh, go get computer processing printing, because that was the way it was at the time, and yeah. hire a real printer because there was no Kinkos. And um, went down to Baltimore and uh, ran for mayor. And so and that's where I came up with some of the original material, or at least the, the seeds of the original material. Mandatory toothbrushing was actually a part of that platform in 87. Nice, nice. Um, so that was your first campaign, 87? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was short. It was what, were the, what were the locals think about you at the time? What, were they, uh, what was the general opinion of you? Um, well, the people I knew liked me. Uh, everybody else was sort of intrigued. Um, I, it was pre-boot. Pre-boot. Uh, but I was still pretty dressed outlandishly, if okay. you will. Um, but yeah, 
it went well. I, I, it was when I first developed the technique of a, a going into other campaign headquarters and, and demanding debates and demanding to meet the candidate and things of that nature. Nice. And you did that when you were running for mayor. Uh, that's where that's when I started that. Um, I remember I was leaving Kurt Schmoke's campaign headquarters, heading back to my car, and uh, this guy came out and started yelling back uh, my campaign slogans at me. I wasn't sure what he was yelling at first, but then I realized he was yelling my slogans back at me. Uh, so I, I went up to meet him. It turned out it was uh, Kurt Schmoke's campaign manager, <laughs> and he invited me to uh, the victory party that night um, where Kurt Schmoke was celebrating his victory, and it was at this big... Uh, auditorium and I put up a bunch of vermin supreme is your mayor demand a recount posters about <laughs> because that was the poster I had made and that was causing a little bit of uh, kerfuffle here and there and then I went from table to table thanking everyone for uh, getting me elected and uh, so that was the first time I sort of took on the role of somebody who had been elected and then uh, Kurt Schmoke himself rolled in and he had this huge entourage and he sees me across the room and he yells, hey, Vermin! And um, I'm like, hey, Kurt! <laughs> I walked towards him, and the crowd parted, and I shook his hand and told him, uh, well, it was a good race. I'm sorry to hear about the electronic, electronic polling machinery <laughs> must messing up, but I will be taking my place as mayor, and thank you very much for holding that place in the meantime. And I uh, got a good round of laughs all around. Uh, so it was very successful. Now, I guess that was my first interaction uh, in this persona with, this, uh, with a real-life uh, candidate. And it went, it went very well. And from there, started traveling the country some more. I, I met my uh, wife of 30 years uh, at a peace march in Michigan um, and started going to rainbow gatherings uh, at the same time. The, the rainbow gatherings, the rainbow family of living, love, and light, uh, 10, 20,000 hippies out in the woods, uh, or smaller, um, run on consensus-based uh, councils and... Uh, no one's in charge, and we clean up the place uh, after it's after we're done with it. Uh, but it's a very interesting place, and um, it's a very interesting community of people. And it was where I learned to do my clowning, to sort of uh, be as funny as I could possibly be in front of a, a large group of people and, and, and entertaining them. And uh, I was doing continuation of my stage work and doing talent shows uh, for the people. Um, and... Uh, also campaigning, and then, then campaigning at the political events. We went out to the Nevada nuclear test site. Um, we went to uh, Cape Canaveral, and so we, we were doing this circuit, and uh, and uh, so I was bringing the campaign to those people, and so in the rainbow itself is also a national and international event. And then I started learning and understanding that one of the uh, services we, we provide to ourselves at the Rainbow Gallery is security. Uh, Shante Cena, uh, sort of peace police, glorified camp counselors, if you will, uh, that just try and keep things mellow. Uh, but one of the functions is uh, escorting media and police. And so I took uh, I took that role and started escorting like half a dozen Alabama state troopers for eight-hour shifts throughout this gathering of hippies, trying to keep them out of trouble and keep the hippies out of trouble and just keep it all uh, chill and propagandizing the police and trying to just uh, explain to them anarchy and explain to them what uh, we were doing and what we were accomplishing and uh, our adherence to the First Amendment and all of these things. And so that's where I learned how to deal with cops in a co comfortably. And, uh, and then I took that out into riot world. So I was building these skills and building this base and building the supporters. 
and uh, just one thing led to another. And after 30 years of doing it <laughs> and not stop doing it, um, I got good at it. Like anything, it takes a lot of practice. I mean, I look back at myself yeah. back in those early days and I was okay, but I think yeah. I got better <laughs> at knowing what I'm doing. Absolutely. Um, Did you have any comedy influences uh, in your life? Were there any specific people that inspired you or influenced oh, your, your comedic tone at all? Oh, absolutely, of course. I mean, early Saturday Night Live, uh, influential. Um, uh, Second City TV, influential. National Lampoon, of course. Mad oh, Magazine, yeah. of course. <laughs> Um, humorous candidates, Pat Paulson, uh, was mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, the wavy gravy, nobody for president campaign, uh, was, uh, pretty wonderful. Um, so uh, yeah, for sure. Lots of, uh, lots of humor, um, inspiration, but I definitely like the, the non sequitarian, uh, ness of, uh, Monty Python, for example. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there's a lot yes. to be said for, uh, absurdist humor. And I think mm -hmm. that's where I, uh, got a taste for that. Um, where you can just make these things that don't fit together, put them together, uh, say a boot on a head, for example, and elicit a, a certain response. Uh, of course, that's also a technique uh, that some of the Zen Buddhist monks would use uh, with their uh, disciples to try and slap them in, or into yeah. Satori or, or some sort of awakening. Um the, you know, the trickster is an archetype uh, type of thing. The, there is that. I don't lay claim to it because I don't like that cultural appropriation. Yeah. However, yeah. in sort of the, the Jungian psychological uh, analysis, I, I suppose in that context, it's more fitting. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, but enough about me. Let's get back to you guys. Oh, oh. <laughs> what would you like to know? I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on with kids these days? I don't know. Um... Seems to be a lot of people getting involved in politics these days mm -hmm. our age. Seems to be a... Uh... It's kind of stressful, but I mean, yeah. it kind of shows like, uh, I think a lot of people feel responsible. So I, in a way, I think it's a good thing that uh, that we have more people that are interested in like uh, in our future and like uh, what's going on. And like uh, some days, like, I mean, like uh, we're probably gonna look back at kids like later on that are gonna not care about politics. Uh, and they're gonna say like, you know, well, back in my day, we were we were upset about stuff, and that's why you have this today. And uh, I think that's what we might be leading to. But uh, I'm not. I'm not a. What are I'm you just a keeping kid. the kids from the streets, man? I mean, you got the yellow vests happening. I mean, there's in France, there's yeah. like huge protests, huge upheaval. Oh yeah. And it seems like uh, you know, there's a lot of shit going on. And it in seems like country. it's big news, but nobody seems to want to cover it. It just doesn't seem like it's much interest to anybody. I mean, I feel like we should, has like a, it would be better, I mean, I hate, I hate the media, I wish they would be like, a little bit more involved in what other countries are, like, uh, are, are doing as well too, because mm. it's like, I mean, I, I personally, like, uh, like some stuff, it's just like, oh, we didn't need to know that, I don't care about Barack Obama's kid doing, like, uh, or drinking alcohol under 21, I mean, everybody does that, like, why, like, what about what's going on everywhere else in the world? I hate how it's uh it's so like this is what's uh this is what we're feeding you guys um and I feel I feel like we're trapped here in a way like uh we it's harder to get that real source of like of what's or real sense of what's going on outside of our country outside our bubble and uh I wish we could see more of that in yeah if that's too. if that means anything. 
Well, I, now that you're going to be uh, media makers and influencers, uh, perhaps. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully. Media is a business, see. so more and importantly, they're, they're and not of really. Of course, this whole great. Uh, how do you feel about the sixth great extinction uh, going on in the global catastrophe that's going to kill us all mid-century. Which one is that? <laughs> climate change? Well, climate change, that could do it. Yeah, big meteor. That could do Just it. Big it meteor, maybe, but I think the climate change stays a sure thing. Yeah. I mean, Australia's getting hotter yeah. than humans can live in certain yeah. times of the year, as are other places. Uh, mm -hmm. Does that scare you? <laughs> a little bit, but it's one of those things that doesn't directly affect you, so you kind of just forget it's there. And then I mean, is it just too abstract? It's not. It's not that it's too abstract. It's I think it's just step. not. You know, it's not directly in our lives yet. It mm -hmm. probably will be at some. It definitely will be at some point. And I just think there's a lot of people that just don't uh, just don't want to focus on it because it's too expensive to want to focus on it, or it's just not an issue to them. But a lot of people probably have the same opinion that that myself do. How about the wall? The wall? Oh, the wall. The wall? Do you like you the like wall? You like the wall? My no, ass I, first. My ass first. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not in support of the wall, yeah. personally. Yes, uh, as a libertarian, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm seeking a libertarian nomination. Mm -hmm. uh, libertarians are definitely uh, against uh, against borders, really, mm -hmm. and they believe that there should be no uh, impediments to, uh, impediments to uh, immigration and, and like that. I think it's going to affect... Um, the like how like animals come across the border or stuff like that's gonna like affect nature a little mm -hmm. too much where it's blocking you know things that have naturally come through over the years and how it's gonna kind of cut things off i think it might affect uh, ecosystems a little bit yeah it sounds, it sounds in like a major way so. okay yeah. and i think they're bulldozing down uh, some forest land on the on the border and i, mm -hmm. I know that butterfly ranch was going to be bowled over and shit mm -hmm. and i don't know yeah, I don't know what the deal was with... Uh... I think we need a big casino across the border. Yeah? I think that'd be much better if you sort of absorbing the, the immigrants and teaching them valuable uh, skills of yeah. gambling and housekeeping and, and things like that. And, and uh, well, if you, you got to pay to play, and if you can't pay to play, you got to go away. I, I, th I think that's fair. And... Yeah, I like that. A casino... Yeah, a yeah, casino yeah. instead of a wall. It's... Yeah, and, and, you know, after a little bit of a couple of years of indentured servitude, ah, sure, 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 we'll, we'll let them in. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, what was your thoughts uh, during the twenty sixteen election? Like beforehand, were you one of those people that kind of didn't think that the Donald was any sort of a threat, or uh, were, you, were you worried about him? In the beginning? Well, sure. Like, think like a year in advance. Was it like, uh, did you have any sort of opinions on... Uh, my friend Rod Weber, he had some real insight into the uh, Donald Trump phenomenon because he uh, spent a big part of his 2016 uh, following uh, the Trump rallies. And uh, I think uh, if you talk to a lot of people who were paying attention to what was going on uh, at those rallies, that, uh, that yeah, he seemed like a, a real threat and a, and a real real demagogue, if you will. I mean, quite the uh, charismatic looney toony. Um, and, uh, just seems like a parody of himself, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Because I was quite convinced that there was simply a tear in the time-space continuum uh, that was preventing me. And, I, of course, I have very smart scientists in the past, present, and future um, working on this situation. Uh, but uh, it's been about two years now, my time on this time stream, and not liking it very much. Not liking it very much. No. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's definitely, uh, it seems like it's fractured uh, society a little bit. It seems like he's a wrecking ball in a very intentional fashion. I mean, I don't uh, don't think it bodes well. For... He's not very well like where we come from because uh, New Paltz is a very liberal place. So, um, Do you think there's an issue with um, some some kids going into the, the political thing just as a because it's a cool thing like to support like you know liberal candidates that give us free college and all that good stuff as opposed to somebody who actually thinks about well i think it's probably better to be informed uh, yeah. in, in what you're going either way for. it would be I good mean, to be informed you, I mean, but you don't know. want to be a mindless follower mm-hmm. i want to be a, a mindful follower if yeah. you don't want to follow anything at all yeah um, i think you want to know a little bit about it um but do I care? No, those are my voters. Those are people who might vote for me. They might just glom onto the Vermin Supreme candidacy. Um, so, and that's a lark because if they're, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, uh, if people want to get involved, you got to have a hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Got to do something to pass your time. Um, but if you're going to rant and rave, I think it, it pays to know a little bit about what you're ranting and raving about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, I think you can sort of gravitate towards uh, various candidates that you sort of think you might agree with. I mean, how else are you going to decide? I don't know. Uh, once again, I, I'm I'm running. Okay, we're back with the uh, Zarcast kids, and uh, we are here talking about all things Zarcast related. Zarcast, go! Um, uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith. Yes. <laughs> I do love me some Kevin Smith. Have you ever uh, met Kevin Smith? Um, I have briefly, yes. Yeah. Uh, we did a, a photo op with him and Jame, uh, Jay Muse. Uh, I'm a Jay massive Muse, Kevin right? Smith fan. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a very, I've very wonderful I've met him several times. He's a very nice guy. So. Yes. That's my thing. That's my shtick. Yes, we share uh, our social media director. Uh, my Jay West of Hollywood and Vine also oh, yeah. does uh, mm-hmm. stuff for them. Yep. And uh, so, yeah. Cool. One degree of separation. Yeah. <laughs> One degree. <laughs> what do you got there, Carl? What do I get? Yeah. Oh. Go. You gotta go. Oh. uh, Go. Um. Uh. Ninja Turtles are great, and uh. Um. What? I haven't seen any movies lately. We always talk about movies, but I haven't seen any lately. Uh. What's? Well, let me plug. uh, Plug. Plug the plug. Plug plug the plug. Well, movie first. The movies, of course, because you were talking about movies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Who Is Vermin Supreme movie. Excellent. Just watched that last night. Just watched that last night. That's a documentary that uh, filmmaker Stephen Derrick made in uh, 2014, I guess. Uh, he followed me around for a year, mm-hmm. uh, the year 2012 and like that. And made a really nice movie about it. Very yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah, of course, nice. the new movie that's coming out or will be coming out that we're screening. We could screen it at your school. Yeah. This is Vermin Supreme, uh, Rod Weber. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you're lucky if uh, you merit one documentary in your life. If you've lived a life that uh, somebody wants to make a freaking documentary about you, well, that's pretty good. But I got two. So that's even better. And uh, who knows what's going to come. And, of course, uh, this is my book, iPony, Blueprint for a New America. It is indeed a look at the future long after a vermin supreme presidency when everybody has their pony when zombie power fuels the nation, when the secret dental police have set up checkpoints every couple hundred yards, it is a warning from the people of the future to you, the people of the past, your present, that Vermin Supreme is a madman and must be stopped. Fact.
Um, now I've got 14 different artists uh, represented in this book. Um, this cover is by uh, Seth, Seth DeBachman, uh, World War III comics out of New York, famous anarchist artist, uh, been a fan of his for many years. Um, on the back, Mike Flugenhawk. Uh, this is a parody of a, a very famous poster that he did uh, uh, for a Global March for Peace uh, many years ago. And uh, there is just all sorts of wonderful artwork in it. I've, some people were just uh, fan artists. Uh, this Orange Zeppelin, uh, the illustrator for this p uh, picture. Um, I saw her I was, on my Facebook feed. She was doing a painting of me. And so I reached out to her and said, we're doing a book and maybe you'd like to do a thing. And uh, she did that. Uh, this gentleman, amazing. Amazing. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> anyway, there's a, there is some pony erotica. Yes, mm -hmm. there is a little pony erotica in this book. And, uh, and uh, for no other reason alone, you should purchase it. iPony. Available at iponybook.com or iponythebook.com. Go there, not Amazon. I get more money if you go there. Thank you. It'll be, in, it'll be under him. Great job. Also. Oh, the, I don't even have to hold it up. The scroll. Oh, the link. link. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. The link will yeah, be yeah. right Hyperlink. Can they push on the screen? It'll work? Or uh, we'll I think it's in the description. It, yeah, I think we can uh, make a link. We'll, we'll put it in the description right here. Okay. And yeah. we'll and we'll write it everywhere too. We'll have it like floating around and stuff, <laughs> like some flames. Like too. a game, and you'll have to catch it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it's over here <laughs> now. Oh no, it's over here. All oh, right. Oh. Oh. It has to hit the corner for you to be able to click it. Oh, you have you have the link on your glasses. Here. Do I? Right here. Yeah, right here. yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. You got a link on your belly. You got a link on your belly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no table. Like stop touching the table. Stop. Oh, oh. <laughs> he was yeah, just getting mad at me. We had a table where we used to shoot. So uh, and he'd yell at me because he's stop, stop touching the table. Stop touching the table. <laughs> Old so, times. Um, that was a. We always used to. We would yell Zardos as well too. Yeah. Uh, just like the trail. Yeah, all that good stuff. All mm -hmm. weird memes from the from the movie. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, uh, yeah. You're the entire reason why we have a podcast. Because you suggested that that trailer, yeah, would have never yeah. known. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. I uh, I went and I saw that movie that night, ah. and uh, I couldn't sleep for uh, a good few hours because I was kind of like, "Wow, that was." It's a. I, it's a real I, ba I barely understood what I saw. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, but it was really special. I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Mm. And he My, has it on VHS. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I've never seen it. Mm. But uh, yeah. Must be on the internet. Yeah. Most certainly it is. Yeah. I think you can see my movie on YouTube, too. Yep. And Xbox, also. Mm -hmm. Some other ones, too. Mm. You should watch it. Yeah. Well, you already watched watch it, too. but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Link in the description. Is guys. it a little different style-wise, or... Because uh, the other one's more like a straight documentary. Is there any, like, and different, you know... Between the two documentaries? Mm -hmm. Yeah, is there any sort of... Well, like... they're, they're different in that they're, like, obviously covering different time periods. Mm. Um, Steve's uh, covers my, you know career more extensively uh, from the beginning to uh, then, uh, which was probably about 2013, 14. And then uh, Rod Weber's uh, film covers my uh, 2016 campaign. And uh, so they're different in that respect. Um, and they're different in that they're the stories of two different filmmakers. Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit about their journey and, and their relationship to uh, experiencing me and my journey, I guess. And so they're very different like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah and, they're, and they're both very good movies. Okay. I can't wait to get uh, the, the next one out. 
So any place anybody can uh, contact you, any place that, like they can find to donate to you or you know get oh, more, more about you. Yeah, sure, Please sure. Plug all all like. of those things. Um, VermintSupreme.com. I was able to get my domain back from the porno bots that had squatted it for a while. Mm. Oh, wow. So that's really good. Um, and Pony Up America is my 527 political organization, which uh, solely exists to raise and spend funds on behalf of my campaign. Um, so uh, Pony Up America at PayPal. Well, wait a minute, no. Pony Up America at gmail.com is the PayPal address. You can flash that on there. Um, and uh, we take cryptocurrency, and yeah, there's a whole bunch of ways you can give, and I'd have to get that info for my treasurer to be able to include it in the trailer. But yeah, um, it's it's a new phase of the campaign. I, I'm actively raising funds. I'm trying to achieve the threshold of a federal election matching funds, um, which is if I can raise $5,000 in each of 20 states in contributions less than $250, the Federal Election Commission will match that. Um, so if I can raise 100000 spread evenly across 20 states, they'll double that, and uh, every dollar thereafter uh, they will match. Uh, so that's very exciting. It's sort of low-hanging fruit. I sort of figured I only have to convince uh, 50 people in each state to give me 100 bucks. Or yeah, maybe we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to shoot for that uh, and get a couple of different fundraising things going on. Got the uh, a new merchandise store, uh, Vermin Merch, because I know there's a big demand out there for it because mm -hmm. uh, I haven't had it for a while. And uh, that's going to be linked directly to the campaign. Uh, so pretty much uh, most uh, proceeds from all the sales will go directly into the campaign fund. And uh, going to have some digital fundraisers a little later in the year. So I have high hopes, reasonable expectations. Um, got a real campaign staff this year. Um, members of the Libertarian Party that are uh, pitching in to help me uh, attempt to make that part of it happen. Uh, obviously, it's the closest that I will ever come to getting on the ballot in all 50 states is if I can uh, get the nomination. Uh, Bill Weld recently left the party, uh, sort of leaving me... Uh, hanging as, as a front runner, um, which is a very interesting place to be uh, in my imaginary career as it is. Uh, you know, if somebody had told me that I would be in such a position, uh, I would have been quite surprised. Uh, and so I'm trying to utilize that and use that and uh, present myself as the best candidate that they can uh, field. Um, I think I have a very broad name recognition um, I believe that uh, a lot of young, you, you would, you would probably, you might vote for me if I was on a ballot. Depends on who you're running against. Okay. Let's say it was uh, me, some crappy Democrat and Trump. Uh, I would most certainly vote for you then. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, and, and there's a certain individual. If, if I had a chance to vote for, I'd vote for him though. All right. Fair enough. But he, yeah. they probably won't get it. But so, yeah, well, uh, not, not, not likely. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, my calculations are that uh, out of the field of the Libertarian candidates so far, I'm, I'm probably the most likely one to even have a chance at uh, getting 5% of the vote. Um, if we can get 5% of the vote in the general election, then uh, ballot access would be guaranteed for the party. So that's pretty much the, the gold standard of a Vermin Supreme uh, candidacy. Um, so I, I, that's possible. I think we can make it go viral. Uh, and I think it could go viral. I mean, there's 3.6 million uh, kids in, uh, graduating from high school in any given year. Mm -hmm. So, say, give me, um, you know, the classes of 19 and 20. That would be 
seven million, and then there's seventeen million uh, students in college at any given time, and so that's a you know that's that's a pool of a good chunk of voters. Um, add to that the furries, the bronies, um, the the number of people that did not vote in the last election certainly exceed the people who did vote, and uh, so that's an untapped pool, or it's a pool that people hope to tap, and I think. Uh, as a protest vote, I think a lot of people consider me a protest vote. Many people consider me none of the above. And uh, I, I fill that function. And, uh, you know, in previous years, my campaign has run maybe $3,000, 1000 bucks to get on the ballot in New Hampshire, uh, $1,000 for printing, and maybe 1000 for expand, uh, travel. Um, and uh, I, a bigger budget? Hell, if I was a billionaire like some candidates, I'd be president already. Um <laughs> Because, quite frankly, I, I think I've done very well with what little I've had. Uh, rubber boot and sheer gumption. And it's brought me to this point. And I think it could take me all the way to the top, baby. Because, let me tell you, America's stock, slowly going down. My stock, slowly going up. And where's it going to cross? 2036. That had been my uh, <laughs> estimate for quite some time. Okay. Give me another 20 years. Um, in 20 years, I'll still be younger than Bernie is now. So what the fuck? <laughs> Um, and Trump, I'll still be younger than Trump is now. So fuck all that shit. Um, I got 20 more good years. All these elections I've been running in, I'm just sort of holding my place until, until the nation's ready. And it seems like it's getting more and more ready, quite frankly. And, uh, so that's why I'm offering my services to the Libertarian Party, uh, this election cycle and totally, uh, in good faith. And, um, I believe that I can uh, do a good job of presenting, uh, the Libertarian Party platform to the general public. And, um... I'm willing and able to do this. We'll see. All right. Am I am I an annoyance or or something more? We shall see. Something more, I think. I guess we'll come. So this is fly here. in the ointment or a giant fly in the ointment. We shall see. <laughs> so everybody, go out and vote for Vermin Supreme 2020. What's uh, sending me your money? That's more important. Sending money at first. This moment. To, at this moment, I can't buy your vote without your money. Send money. That's a beautiful thing because with the with the campaign thing that I got the five two seven, I can raise money, spend money, but I can't spend unless I raise it. So it's very important for me to raise the money in order that I can spend it. Cool. Yeah. So send him your money. He's a good man. Uh, and then uh, we'll look forward to twenty twenty. Maybe we can discuss that then. Twenty we'll... or twenty thirty six. Or twenty thirty six. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. We'll uh, we'll have to have a reunion in twenty thirty six. Good then. Lord willing, if the Greek don't the rise. All right. Well, go. Thank you. It was, it was great to meet you. Uh, yeah. Here's absolutely. To, to, uh, the Zarcast and Zardoff and Zordon and uh, Xanax and uh, all of those things. Uh, go yeah. for, go for You know, you could you could have been the Xanax podcast. Yeah, we could have <laughs> the Xanax podcast. That'd be very popular with the kids nowadays. Hey. Well, hey, welcome, hey, welcome to the Xanax podcast. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, talking about Xanax here. It's a Xanax. How many milligrams do you like to take? How many? How many? How many pop of those? I I, I've I've never done Xanax. Man. Yeah, I don't like it. Chemical hangovers. Fucking bullshit. Anyway, kids, uh, wrap your pecker when you fuck. Don't forget, save sex. It'll save you a lot of trouble. Um, don't send dick pics. Nobody wants to see your dick. If they want to see your dick, they'll ask for it. Okay. 
Don't fucking be taking advantage of anybody when they're too fucked up. Okay? Kids, you think you should know this shit? Why does people have to tell you? Why ain't you got no common sense? Come on. If you're not getting it consensually, you are a fucking rapist. Get your shit together. Absolutely. I love that. 100%. Goodness. On, on that note. On that note, um, this is your illustrious host, Matt Dixon. I'm here with big-time TV salesman and blinds enthusiast, Nick Turco. You got it right. And got it right. the legend, the myth... What's the, what's the, the... I thought you remembered this. No, I didn't remember it. I, that's why I had you remember it. Hey, I have I have it on the thing here. I'll say it. I'll say it with my radio go. voice here. Hang on. Say it with your radio voice. I'll, I'll say it with the radio voice. I'll say it with my chest. And then you'll be the first person to sign the Zardos tape. Ooh, that's exciting. So every time we interview somebody famous, we're going to have them sign the Zardos tape. Right. This is the official Zarkast Zardos tape. All right. And, uh... Hopefully Sean Connery will be one of them to sign it. I really doubt it. Anywhere you like. <laughs> All right. Wherever you feel. And the one. The only. only genuine and bona fide. Neither imposter, imposter or impersonator. Except, except no, no substitute. substitute. <laughs> Vermin Supreme. The original. Follow on Facebook or at Twitter. At Twitter, Vermin at Supreme, Vermin Supreme at yeah. Twitter. They flash all that shit, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely Fantastic. some links. Yeah, we'll yeah. put some links here and there. We'll yeah, make yeah. like a... Got lots of links. If I got the links for you, I got, link. I got links. <laughs> Look, Look at that. that. First of many. First of many. And apparently Gabby, who owned this tape before us. But we'll remember that. Gabby. I don't think she knew when she bought this tape how much, uh, you know, <laughs> how much of a meme it would be. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you for your time, sir. Yeah. And hey. go forth and kill. Good time. Yeah. Thank Keep you. Keep on yeah. podding yeah. or casting or yeah. whatever it is. Hopefully we can have you again sometime. Podding? Verb yeah. Podcast. To podcast. Yeah. Podcasting. Casting. The Zardius cast on the internet. The Zardius cast on the internet. This is uh, and, yeah. uh, a... Yeah. Cut? Yeah, they cut. I'm going to watch this movie on Xanax. <laughs> <laughs>